you can nitpick this kind of thing, but it hasn't done my career that much good to do that. Okay, Inky and Blotchy. Okay, the octopuses are pie, all right? Inky's the one that escaped. Okay, with me so far? Yes. Good. Uh, Inky, the octopus, uh, sees a crack in the aquarium lid. Bingo, he's in the Tasman Sea, off New Zealand. Trying to remember how to do the whole wild octopus thing <laughs> after years in captivity. While Blotchy waits for the, uh, the mini shrimp they serve at 11 o'clock. <laughs> All I'm saying is, which are you going to be, an inky or a blotchy? <laughs> See what I mean? Well, what do you know? Live from the Monona Terrace in Madison, Wisconsin, it's Michael Feldman's What Do You Know from Wisconsin Public Radio and PRI, Public Radio International. That's John Tulin on the piano, Jeff Hammond on bass, and I'm Stephanie Lee. In this hour of What Do You Know, we welcome back playwright and New Yorker columnist Paul Rednick, plus all the news that isn't, and a round of the What Do You Know quiz. Support for What Do You Know is provided by PRI affiliate stations and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. And now, the man who wishes he would have thought to put sperm whale vomit in perfume, Michael Feldman. Sperm whale vomit. I wouldn't have thought of it. Let's take a, let's take a little poll here quick. How, uh, I'll ask for a round of applause to answer these questions. How many of you are an inky? Well, you'd go for it, okay? How, how many of you are more of a blotchy? We have a lot of uh, undecided octopi here. Interesting, okay. Well, anyway, it goes to show you how smart octopuses are and how dumb some aquarium workers are. <laughs> We're leaving that crack in there. Uh, in other news, besides octopuses or pie, uh, the Pope takes uh, three migrant families uh, with him from the Isle of Lesbos, migrant families. Uh, one to do the laundry, one for gardening, and one for show. <laughs> crowd pleaser. Put on the crowd pleaser light. <laughs> And one for show. I don't know if you heard that one. Okay. Um, meanwhile, Bernie Sanders shows up at the Vatican just at this time when the, the, the Pope is, is out getting uh, help because it's so hard to get good help these days. All the way to the Isle of Lesbos. Uh, and so he doesn't get to see him. But, you know, Bernie's got to understand there's very little a Pope can do for a Jewish fella. <laughs> unless, and it's a big unless, he decides to, you know, a little catechism wouldn't kill him. Uh, it, and then the other news about Bernie is he, they say that he, Bernie only gave 4% to charity last year, but hey, Jews do not tithe. <laughs> Once and for all, I'm telling you that. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right, legacy time as President Obama throws himself into the fight for a set-top cable box choice. Okay, a tree grows in Brooklyn during the Hillary-Bernie debate. <laughs> Ted Cruz won't say when personhood begins because it hasn't yet for him. <laughs> Thank you. On behalf of the entire Cruz campaign. 
Uh, huge lines, you know, TSA airport check-ins. Yeah. They're huge now because now, before they can pat you down, they have to take you out for a glass of wine. <laughs> I personally... Signing off on that one, I like that. Uh, Microsoft sues U.S. for trying to make paperclip guy talk. <laughs> they washboarded a paperclip. What kind of a thing is that? Uh, Johnny Football Manziel, uh, much improved after rehab. Uh, only $20,000 damage to his rental unit this time. <laughs> but now he has the skills to rehab it. <laughs> Johnny Football. By the way, Johnny Football, that comes from the fact that he's thrown around the NFL like a football. Okay, anyway, that's out of there. You won't hear that again. Uh, the Czech Republic would now like to be known as Czech, please. <laughs> and there's no way they're getting back with the O-Slovakians. That's not going to happen. I see Leslie Van uh, Houten Manson, well, the Manson family. Uh, it, she was on uh, Match.com. Just caught her. <laughs> so apparently she got the parole. So that's well, good for her. Our profiles are, like, congruent. They're so similar. I was, you know, she's changed, and so have I, so we'll see what happens. You know, when I think of all the rugby-sized balls of sperm whale vomit I've tossed out. I had no idea that's what ambergris is, you know? Or that's worth $100,000 if you get a rugby-sized... That's a pretty good chunk, I suppose. But not for a whale. I wouldn't think they, they would have that much pretty commonly, I would think. Uh, Ambergris, uh, you know, if you didn't hear the story, it was discovered by a, a New Zealand couple attracted to stinky things on the beach. Uh, I, I'm told it will be used in a rugby-sized bottle of perfume for rugby players who can use it, really. All right. Although, to me, rugby-sized ball of sperm whale vomit sounds like a caption in a New Zealand high school yearbook. <laughs> yeah, under somebody's picture. <laughs> That's enough of that, I think. Uh, we've probably killed that. Uh, Alaska Airlines buys Virgin, although Alaska Virgin sounds pretty unlikely. <laughs> You know, if, if they're there, it's not probably because they're virgins. You know, something else has driven them to us. Uh, before discovering uh, his kids had not registered to vote in New York, Donald Trump was pretty confident of getting two out of three of their votes. <laughs> uh, that won't happen now. A new Tennessee law requires Bibles in transgender bathrooms. <laughs> they always put a Tennessee spin on things. You gotta admire that. Uh, meanwhile, scores of Tar Heels continue to stream into South Carolina with some urgency. All right, uh, let me footnote this for you. They're from North Carolina, and if they want to use a transgender bathroom. Oh! They have to go to South Carolina. You know, with the odds of finding an enlightened uh, bathroom at a truck stop, are slim. <laughs> okay. Uh, latest statement from Paul Ryan seems unequivocal. 
I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, merci beaucoup. <laughs> Unequivocal, but not musical. I didn't say it was musical. But you know, it's a story of my life too. Uh, they have to beg me to work. <laughs> me and Paul Ryan. And finally, a thought for the day. I'm gonna start closing with thoughts for the day because then maybe it'll keep me on on the Christian network. <laughs> and a thought, you know, like Bishop Sheen used to do this kind of, have to walk on the, my robes. And a thought for the day, uh, the thing about the world is we probably would like each other if we met. <laughs> huh? Still, what if we didn't? It could be another world war. It'd be a terrible thing. And, you know, I try to be philosophical, but I can't. <laughs> That's all the news that is, and thank you so much. I will go now, in my robes. Bishop Sheen. Yes, sir. <laughs> Probably some of you don't remember Bishop Sheen. Like all of you. <laughs> Paul Rudnick's in New York City. Uh, I, th I think he leaves at times, but I think he's all, I've only talked to him in New York City. I don't know, maybe he goes up to the Catskills and something once in a while. And uh, I'm so glad he's uh, talking. We uh, didn't have this planned exactly, but uh, since I only have a few more shows, I didn't want to go through the rest of my life without another Paul Rudnick episode uh, from his life. And we have him right now on the line with us. And Paul, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. That's, I'm glad to hear it. You do leave New York on occasion, right? I mean, you go to the, where do you go, Catskills, or where do you go? Really, I, well, I sometimes venture as far out as Long Island. Long Although Island. last week I was actually in Denver. In Denver? What were you doing in Denver, Paul? I was doing some book promotion, and oh. I was desperately looking. I thought there were going to be marijuana stores on every street corner now. <laughs> <laughs> and it just wasn't the case. All I kept finding were sort of cupcake shops and Dwayne Reed. Oh, they're great with cupcakes, though. They are. It's a, it's yeah. a cupcake capital. Yeah, yeah. Did you finally find one, or you would you rather not say? No. I, sadly, <laughs> I have nothing to report. You know, I have so many medical conditions that would benefit. That's what bothers me. And I'm in Paul Walker. I'm, I'm, I'm in Walker's, uh, Wisconsin. You know, Governor Walker's, Wisconsin. So it's not, oh, not going to happen for me. Not Paul Walker. That's another problem. What? That, oh, please. I don't think marijuana will help with that. No, no, no. no. <laughs> that's a job for heroin. Yeah. <laughs> poppies. Poppies. Those poppies from Oz. What was with those poppies from Oz, you know? Good Lord. Well, they, they sure had the right idea. I mean, oh, my Lord. Do you remember uh, that scene when you're, you know, and you're thinking, well, what are they wandering through these poppy fields and doing weird things? And, it's, and eventually ending up unconscious. Yes. Which is what gets them to the Emerald City. No, that's one of those movies where it's wonderful because I'm sure most families think of it as wholesome Christian fare. Yes. And they don't think about it until years later when their children are in rehab. <laughs> <laughs> so do we catch you in, in a uh, religious or a ceremonial mode now? Because uh, Passover is coming up. Uh, are you a celebrant? Well, I think the most exciting moment this year was, I don't know if people saw that photo when Ted Cruz was sort of looking for, his, for half a vote in, in New York. He actually went to a temple and wore a yarmulke. Okay. And it kind of looked like when the Grinch stole Passover. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so that's how I am in a pre-Passover state of mind. Yeah, Ted Cruz. Uh, he didn't go to any temples or anything, probably. Didn't do any service. I did you what Ted? I loved watching that moment when whenever Ted Cruz has to try and impersonate a human being. <laughs> it's, just, it's always priceless because he did that sort of CNN town hall, whatever that was, with his wife and children, yeah. who are so clearly living in terror. <laughs> And, and he keeps trying, he's sort of that cone head thing of yeah. trying to simulate warmth and trying to imitate, well, what would a person do would, if a yeah. person were in this situation? With a person head. And he, ah, poor Heidi, his wife, who just, you know, they, there, there are guns in the wings pointed at her head. She told that story about the hundred cans of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Did you hear that? No, no. This is right after they got back from their honeymoon. Really? Heidi woke up and realized <laughs> it wasn't a dream. And she discovered that overnight, Ted had gone out and bought 100 cans of Campbell's Chunky Soup because he somehow imagined that she wasn't going to cook. And I thought I couldn't imagine the only thing scarier than waking up next to Ted Cruz would be Ted Cruz and 100 cans of Campbell's Soup. <laughs> <laughs> and they were trying to be very jolly about it as if this was, you know, a charming honeymoon memory. And you thought, no, 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 that's like waking up in a bunker somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And that's all you have are 100 cans of soup. She's also well, that's very scary. That, that really put off to my look like him in a strange way. She's looking like him. Did you say? Yes, it's sort of like whatever their, you know, Vulcan mind meld is. It's really, <laughs> uh, she's being sucked with deep within. Yeah. But when he was here in Wisconsin, you know, his daughter was with him, and they tried to put a cheese head on him. See that? That was oh, caused yes. quite a stir. Because no one knocks off a cheese head from a child's hand except Ted Cruz. Please. Well, and Ted, I would never actually feel sympathy for him, yeah. but even his friends hate him. Oh. You know, every college roommate he ever has has had has now gone on record as saying, oh, no, he was disgusting back then as well. Yeah. So poor Ted just can't win. On uh, every yeah. possible level. Well, we'll see how this plays out then. We could learn to love him. You never know, really. I know. It would be that. Well, they actually have been scientific studies about how people on every side of the political spectrum actually recoil from him. <laughs> <laughs> you know that there's some pheromone or whatever that is that he secretes that you just say, God. Well, when you were talking about that, that octopus that escaped, yeah. and I thought maybe... Ted Cruz had tried to pet him or something. <laughs> Anything else you, about Ted Cruz? Or do we pretty much, pretty much covered this in all? I think we, we frog that dry. Yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> Going back to Passover, and, and your Passover ceremonies when you were a kid, did you have to do, ask the four questions? Were you the youngest? I was. I yeah, was. Me too. And yeah, and I, but, but my family was kind of great because we were, we were so reformed. We, we practically did, did the service in Latin. It was, um, <laughs> <laughs> it was insane because we would kind of skim through things like we'd have the two questions, oh. you know, just to get to the Got half. That's great. But it was, um, but yeah, no, it was always kind of, I always liked that only the Jews would have a family, uh, a holiday rather, where you got to recline. That's one of the rules of the, of the uh, Seder. Yeah, yeah that you all get to kind of slouch in your chairs and yeah. be comfortable. Because my father just slid down in his chair because my mother had covered it in plastic. You know, he, said, <laughs> he reclined by nature. Well, plastic slipcovers are a great Jewish sacrament. It is. That's every day of the year. It's mentioned. It's the, like the 11th commandment, I think. Mm -hmm. 
Do you have that piece here? Do you want to? Or is, I do, is, sir, if you'd like to hear some of it. I have a piece that's going to be in The New Yorker next yeah. week. Is it embargoed? Are we at nope, are this we liable? Is, we, are, we are free and clear. Oh, good. I, no, I'd love to. Okay. It was inspired by an actual um, article in The New York Times. So I'm going to read a little chunk of that first to, to give you, put you in the mood. Okay. Okay. This is actually from The Times. Quote, when it came to personal interactions with Jews or issues that had an impact on Jews, President Lincoln did the right thing on every occasion, Harold Holzer, a prominent Lincoln scholar, said in an interview. Quote, I myself have a regard for the Jews, Lincoln reportedly said. My chiropodist is a Jew. <laughs> and he has so many times, quote, put me on my feet, unquote, that I have no objection to giving his countrymen, quote, a leg up. So Lincoln was clearly also first, the world's first Jewish stand-up. Yeah. But, wow. it, but now, so I've taken this as my, my spark for, for a piece that continues as follows. Okay. This is so embarrassing. But here in my diary, I feel I must recount the day in 1864 when my parents, Max and Rose Fleischman, invited President Lincoln to our home in Virginia for our Passover Seder. My father was the president's chiropractor, and he promised good company, a taste of horseradish, and a pillow for your back. When the president arrived, my entire extended family was already seated around our dining room table. Good evening, everyone, said the president. He's such a handsome man, murmured my Aunt Tessie. I'm loving the beard. Is he orthodox? But what's with the hat, asked my brother Milt. Does he do a magic act? <laughs> You're too skinny, declared my mother. Sit, eat, and remember we're all voters. Well, except for the women and Uncle Walt. <laughs> I'll vote when I'm ready, said Uncle Walt, who immediately took his newspaper and left for the outhouse for the remainder of the meal. <laughs> Come, meet the Fleischman, said my father, introducing everyone and saving me for last. This is my beautiful, gifted, entrancing, but still modest and entirely available 18-year-old daughter, Miriam. I thought she was 27, said Aunt Tessie. <laughs> Thank God for gaslight, said Nana Estelle. <laughs> Miriam may look a few weeks older, my father informed the president, from all the reading and sewing and concern for our nation. But she was so impressed with your fine words at Gettysburg. Is Gettysburg a Jewish fellow, wondered Aunt Tessie? We should have him over at Purim. You're a wonderful family, said the president. Thank you so much for inviting me into your home. Pish, pish, said my mother. It's our pleasure. Now, you're the president, but you're also a lawyer, am I right? Yes, I am, said the president, although I am largely self-educated. It's not Harvard, said Milt, who barely finished high school. A lawyer is a lawyer, said Aunt Tessie, unless he's the kind of lawyer who advertises in the back pages of the Gazette, said Uncle Ezra, where those ads say, were you hit by a runaway horse and buggy? <laughs> Come see Crazy Abe. He's crazy about justice. <laughs> Actually, people call me Honest Abe, said the president. I thought you were a lawyer, said Aunt Tessie. <laughs> Um, so that, well, that's a taste of it. So you can read the rest of it in The New Yorker next week. Oh, that was great. Thank you. I love it. Oh, Mazel <laughs> And you know what? It, 
It's so nice to hear pish pish again after all these years. Oh, isn't it? Kinahara, yeah. poo poo poo. Yeah. That, you, you know, it's disappeared from modern discourse. I know, I know. And I, it's like, you know, all those grand, like, tuchus and, yeah. you know, plots. But I mean, tut tut has nothing on pish pish. That, oh, tut tut is, is goyish. Yeah. It's, you it's, can see exactly how many Jews are in your audience because yeah, they're the only ones laughing. <laughs> yeah. They're scattered, but there are some in here, I know. Well, they Plus, were driven out of Wisconsin years ago. Well, they were driven into Wisconsin, actually. Oh, that, actually, yes. they were. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, it's nice to know that the Jewish family has not, not changed in all these. It's exactly the same Jewish family you would find today. Back, oh, yeah. Back in Lincoln's time. Was, was, your, was your family, were those, was that a good assortment of characters that were in your actual family growing up? There, yes, they Pretty were. I mean, they were. It was Miriam? a wonderful family. And but, How, and how's Miriam doing? Is, is the other oh, Miriam's doing well. It's just, <laughs> you know, whenever I write these things, my family will always say, "Oh, you're just making us sound like Jewish cartoons," and I always think, "Because you are." <laughs> pish but, pish. You should just say pish pish. Pish pish. Exactly. We all love our things. That's great. That's wonderful. And and we should mention you have another a new book out. I have a new well. young adult novel called adult. It's All Your Fault, which yeah. is just out from Scholastic. Yeah. So um, that's actually, I was, on, well, I was out in Denver, and I'll yeah. be in Texas later in the week promoting that. Yeah. And is this a continuation of, of the earlier book, uh, this young woman that uh, was uh, the, uh, the hero of it? Nope. This is a standalone book. It's about a very innocent, very deeply religious homeschooled girl named Caitlin who's put in charge of her cousin Heller, who is a wild... Um, Hollywood starlet, for, and it takes place over the weekend when Heller's big new blockbuster is opening, yeah. and Caitlin is assigned to keep her sober and sane. Yeah. <laughs> Are you pretty much set on the young adult market now? Is that sort of... No, it's funny. It's, I, I kind of wandered into it and have enjoyed it just immensely. But, um, but no, I think my next stuff is going, going to be heading back to the theater and, and an adult novel and all sorts of yeah. uh, other things. I kind of just take, go yeah. wherever, wherever the material leads me. Heading back for the middle-aged and old adult market. You got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you heard from young adults who read your books and, uh, and they, do they get it? They do. They yeah. do, and they're delightful. I think one of the, my favorite things about the, the young adult market is how passionate the, the kids are, that they, when they love a book, they love it all the way, and they almost to the point of stalking. But I think that's yeah. so refreshing, and it's yeah. so, um, <laughs> yes, it's just a huge, booming field. So, yeah. so I've been having a blast. So you're being stalked by young adults now? I'm trying. <laughs> no, I'm not on any of those lists. Um, no, I just have been meeting a lot of, of readers and librarians and things, and they, they're very appreciative, which is really, it's just so gratifying, I think, for any writer to, to meet people who've read their work and, and enjoy it. Yeah, and, you, and Broadway, did you say? Did I hear Broadway? There may be a theater project in the works. I, I really can't. Can't talk about that. I can't spill the beans out because I don't yeah. like to jinx things, but there, no, there's something coming up. me neither, up. yeah. We'll break a leg on that. Oh, thank you. It'll be great, I'm sure. Paul, thank you so much for coming and joining us today on this religious holiday. And, oh, you're uh, so welcome. And I just want to say, I am, I, you have had the most magnificent run, and I will so miss your show and you. So, um, so mazel tov for, for all those great years. Well, thank you very much. Paul Rudnick, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. From New York City, where you often is. All right, that was a good one. Uh, you know, I loved our, our satyrs when I was a kid. It was great because my Uncle Max was there and my, uh, my dad and everything. And they would sing all the funny songs at the end, you know. 
But we, we live for the toast, for the wine, you know. Because uh, I, when coming out of the desert, like every thousand miles or so, you drink a glass of wine. It doesn't matter if you're eight years old, you know. And so by the time we got out, and it was a long ceremony, because my dad did the whole thing, you know. Uh, we were really drunk. We were drunk and kicking each other <laughs> under the table, and my brother was doing weird things to me. And, uh, but I, just, I attribute it all to uh, being religious. <laughs> They're good times. Yeah. Not like uh, Easter dinners probably don't have, because they don't, there's no ceremony to them. No, you sit on and eat. Yeah. You don't say, why is this night different from all other nights? Because you know? <laughs> it's not. Obviously, it's like all other nights, except we're drinking. The kids are drinking. That's different, number one. <laughs> Which is a good oh, thing. what did little Michael just say? Oh, yes. <laughs> no, they paid no attention to me by no. that point. So, okay then. Jeff? Yes. Ever been to a Seder? Passover Seder, they call them? I don't think so. Seder, Passover. Jewish people have it. Well, sure. I Seder? Yeah, not a Seder. <laughs> Coming out of Egypt thing. Right. Plagues. Locusts, vermin. <laughs> killing of the firstborn. <laughs> that was good in our family. I was the youngest. <laughs> Okay, it can kill the first through three years. You know, I would have been all right with that. Just leave the last one because he's going to do something someday. Could you combine a Seder with a bris? Is that possible? Or maybe not? That's a terrible well, thing no. to say. <laughs> Why would you? Well, if the... Why would you combine a circumcision with anything? Well, Why would you even combine a circumcision, period? You know. No, go ahead, no, 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 you Introduce the, the song that you're talking about. I'm sure it was... Uh, should we play a song? We should play a song. I think you probably should. Yeah. Okay. Uh, continue with this line of thought. Uh, this is called Mid, uh, Midnight Melody. Midnight Melody. John Tooley, Jeff Hammond on the bass.
You're listening to Michael Feldman's What Do You Know from Wisconsin Public Radio for PRI, Public Radio International. He's an audience pleaser, that, Jeff. Uh, do you like schmelt? Yes, I do. Kurt, do you have some on you? Do you have some? I don't. Did you say smelt or schmelt? I say smelt. Okay. I prefer the schmelt to the smelt. Yeah, because that's just something that you smelled in the past tense. <laughs> but a schmelt is those little fish that are so good to eat the... Let me just talk to him a little more about schmelt or smelt, whatever you want to call him. I'm going to call him schmelt, though. You still know what I'm talking about? Yeah, okay. I'm going to just stand up there a second so I can... Yeah, just step on these guys. I know. They're okay. They're okay. <laughs> Go step right here. Yeah, step right here. So then I'll have to put my butt in this woman's face. Hello. <laughs> without, you know, taking her out first. And then, uh, how are you? I'm great, thanks. Are you a schmelt uh, fisherman? I'm not a fisherman, but I'm a schmelt enthusiast. You don't go out and get your own schmelt? No, no, no. Well, who's bringing them to you then? Well, I actually go someplace where they actually have already caught them and then cooked them. And where, where is this place? Or can't you? Do you have to kill me? Oh, I don't Give know. Me the schmelt, then kill me. Well, there's this this place in North Bristol, just a little North bit. Bristol around here? Yeah, yeah, a little bit north of some prairie. Where do they get the schmelt from? They probably truck them in from the south somewhere. I don't know, man, but. But they're Georgia. Mighty Probably mighty a schmelt bad. truck comes in from Georgia, and they're all frozen. And they... Yeah, staining for schmelt is what they yeah. do. Yeah. Well, I I, anyone here? I'm, I don't I want. Used your pronunciation. Well, thank you. You can sit down now. Thanks. I'm a, I'm a little disappointed. I hope I didn't show it, that you didn't actually catch your own schmelt. Anyone here actually is, goes out there with those nets, uh, schmelt nets, on them trawlers, the schmelt trawlers, and and trawls for schmelt. What? What? Okay, okay, just stand up here and tell me about it, if you're so smart. Well, we just went down to the river, yeah. threw our nets in, yeah. grabbed them. Yeah. Hopefully we got a rainbow or two that was coming up the river for, yeah. for a bonus. Yeah. And no warden around. Okay. That was it. Yeah. So, so what? So what? What is the end of this story? It's already done. We just right, so, you got, so you come up with a bunch of uh, uh, schmelt that you like, hang by your boots over a bridge, your boots on, on the top of the bridge, well, and, a, and a schmelt net? Yeah, all that. Is that it? Yeah, real Are simple. Are you from Kenosha? Because oh, no, up further north. Yeah. Well, now I'm by Iola. Do you still have your, you still have your schmelt net. No. Well, how do you get your schmelt now then? Don't don't get any. They fly them in every day, probably from. 
Iceland. I meant by Iola. We have lutefish. We have lutefish by Iola. <laughs> Those are not natural fish. <laughs> That's We're talking true. about actual natural, not fish jello. <laughs> what, what, what was your name? Bill Moore. Bill, nice to meet you, Bill. <laughs> Don't talk to me again until you bring in a bag of schmelz. <laughs> okay. Anyone else like schmelz? I mean, they used to have a fish store here in Madison. We can't see, you know. I mean, I can see your hands, but at home, people don't know what a, what a great response I just got. <laughs> Uh, unless you make some noise, uh, or if your elbow creaks, maybe they can hear us. <laughs> it's been a problem all these years, actually, the sort of response I get. The elbow creaks are not always picked up by the microphone. Uh, James Morgan, uh, social justice advocate, asks, what am I doing here? <laughs> oh, right, like there's no social justice here? Uh, is that you? Okay. <laughs> Are you here on a social justice field trip? Are you looking? Come, come on down here if you would, James. I, you overdressed for our show. I mean, you look great. It's a very I mean, you look great. You look good. Just to honor you. Yeah. Just to honor you. Just to honor me? Just to honor you. Really? What do you wear ordinarily? Uh, see. <laughs> You're a dresser. You're a dresser, James. Well, thank you. That's very nice. That's very thank nice. you. What you think? Looks good, Ida. Well. My pants don't sag. You're right. My pants don't sag. Don't sag. <laughs> what do you think about that development in, um, among young people? Uh, pull them up. <laughs> Quick. Or, or at least wash your undies. You know, if you're not going to pull them up, then take the time to wash your sort undies. Sort of like your smelt question, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that's a smelt net, by the way. I just bought some smelt the other day. Mine Where did you buy it? Alaska. They shipped them in from Alaska. Yeah. Which means they were frozen. Yeah. They brought them every day from Alaska? Yeah. Where, where are you? You're in Michigan. Uh, yes, I'm originally from Michigan. Saginaw. Where are you right now? Uh, I'm at, speaking of pants, right I only got now. Saginaw pants. Yeah. Well, right now I'm at the Monona Terrace. Oh, you are. <laughs> All right. Well, it's been nice talking with you, and I hope you find social justice. Okay. So. Hey, congratulations, and uh, have enjoyed your thank show you. for many years. No, thank thank you. you. Thank you so much for coming. All right. James Morgan. What happened to the coffee creamers? <laughs> Do you mean the fact that they were congealed? Did one, I don't know if you mean because those little half and half cups, I got one that was jello. It looked like lutefisk actually for a minute. And, it, and so I put it in the coffee and I shook it real hard and it wouldn't go. Anyone else have that happen? A lawsuit? I'm thinking lawsuit, Monona Terrace. Who owns Monona Terrace? Huh? International Corporation probably, huh? What? because I'm not going to be here. I don't care if you sue them. In fact, fall down the stairs here before you leave today, because OSHA. All right. I guess it wasn't what I was thinking. Uh, Trina Tinglum from Madison. She teaches legal writing. Uh, Michael, what do you like best about your live audience? I think it's the fact that they're actually living. <laughs> This would be so hard to work a dead room, a room, like a catacomb. You could not do the show in a catacomb, I don't think. Maybe one, you do it once and then you do, wouldn't do it again. All right, so, oh, I'm sorry, you can have that if you like. Showing, okay, come on, upstairs, let's show off the, the man who actually put on the t-shirts that I've been giving away here for no reason. No apparent reason. What do you know, too, 
The Undead. What do you know to The Undead? And what made you put that on? Were you wearing nothing? Uh, were you topless when you came here? I was dead. <laughs> it's your size, too. Yes. It's like a small or something. You're pretty. Do I get to keep it? What? I get to keep it? No, you get to keep it. <laughs> the only thing I wanted to know, some of you got the shirts today, and they're limited in number because I had to pay for them. <laughs> so we'll be giving them out in, the, in our shows, in our great remaining vast number of shows that we're doing. And, but the thing I want you to do is to do a zombie picture and, and Facebook it for us. So you, what I want you to do is do... No, 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 no. <laughs> do you ever watch a zombie? Not if I can help it. God, you are going to be... Look, the one zombie doesn't look like he's into it, you know? There. And he's going... I'm a zombie. Anyway, what I want you to do is work on that. Go watch The Undead or one of those things, and then put this shirt on, take a selfie of you being a zombie, and then I want you to post it on our Facebook. Okay. Got it. By the way, the governor... And it's yours absolutely free. The governor asked me to say something to you in celebration for years. Yes. Molotov. <laughs> Thank you. Molotov to him, too. How are we doing? Good. We got time? We got time. Yes, we do? Yep. Dimitri uh, here was a, a facilitation trainer. I know any of these jobs are that people have these days. But it's good, sounds like a good job. How can I convince my wife to let me install a secret room? What is, what, first of all, what is a wife? No, what is a secret room? What is a, where, and where, where's Dimitri? Okay. I don't, what is this, like a man cave? Is it like a man cave? What's a secret room? Or can't you tell me? It's a secret. I know. I'm happy to tell you. Maybe yeah. you can help me. Um, Come on out here if you would. Yes. So we just moved into a new house, and there's this uh, doorway that in our dining room that goes up to the second floor, and you can put in like a Murphy, but it's not like a Murphy bed. It's a Murphy door, and it looks like a set of shelves, but it's actually a secret door Ooh. that then would make the whole like second floor be this big secret room. Yeah. And for some reason, my wife doesn't understand that that's the greatest idea anyone's ever had. <laughs> you can sit down. I got nothing for you. <laughs> what do you say to that? <laughs> well, that was also disappointing. Oh, this is interesting because we have the Feliski family here. Dave Feliski, uh, Jennifer. No, are you in with them, Jennifer? No. You're, uh, she's a fire harm that got in there with the Felisky. Anyway, we have a whole bunch of, what did I do with all the Felisky cards? I have like six Felisky cards, but none of them said anything about themselves. All, you know, we asked a little, little thing about yourself, you know, what you do, what you, uh, where you're from, and yeah, 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 one thing, you know. N the Feliskys, <laughs> they're hiding something, is what I'm saying. <laughs> It could be a secret room, it could be schmelt, but they don't want anyone else to know what they got. They got some schmelt in the freezer. I don't think you should ever freeze schmelt, by the way. I find that very, dis that dis are you a schmelt person? I have, uh, I have captured schmelt on the beach. You light a fire at night and they come in and you just have a big net and all your friends are there and then you have a fire. It's fun, but I, that was years ago. Is there much to drink at these of events? Of course, of course there is. Of course there is. And where, where did this take place? Michigan. Right on Lake Michigan. Where? I mean, like Oconomowoc or Sheboygan? Port, Port Washington area. Yeah. 
But uh, I don't, that was years ago. Do we still have smelts in Lake Michigan? They do. Uh, yeah, but they glow. <laughs> they glow. But they're easier to find at night. That's, a, that's the beauty of it. You don't need the fire on the beach then, huh? <laughs> I like the whole idea. I wish you would have called me, really. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. Your name is? Gene. Gene. Hey, Gene. Nice. How you doing? Thank you for those schmelt memories. I'm doing my next show is all about fish memories. Memories of fish. Gonna be, are these the, the Feliskis? Is it Feliski? Yes. Mr. Feliski, could I just stand? Are you Dave? Yes. Are the Feliskis a little reticent to talk about themselves? <laughs> I, I didn't read what everybody else put on the card, did they? Nothing. <laughs> they put their names on, they dutifully turned in all their cards. You all Feliskis? Did any of you put anything, uh, uh, content on your, what'd you put on your card? I asked you, what, what do you do during your free time? Okay, I heard that once <laughs> or twice. What? No, I, would, I, I think that... Uh, Nothing about you or what you're about, or... Right? I don't do much yet, man. I'm, I'm only 17. <laughs> I'm not accusing you of <laughs> underperforming, okay? For 17, you're probably doing just fine at doing nothing, okay? But I'm just... You know, Trying to find the secret. But, but now, now, Dave, you're not 17. You could have said something. Well, you know, I was, I was at, we're getting a new uh, puppy next week. So I asked you about what we should name a, a corgi. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, that was you. Okay, so there was, that was some content there from Feluskis, but I didn't hear much from you. I said I was a teacher. <laughs> That's all you said, though. Yes. <laughs> Would you like your card back? Would you like to fill it out properly? I was, I was... With all the requested information? eating my donut, and I got distracted. <laughs> what, distracted what could distract you during a donut? <sighs> it must have been pretty important. It was really delicious. <laughs> and you guys, eh. You're not going to write anything on a card for a radio show. You don't even know why you're here, right? I don't know why I'm here. You don't know why you're here. They were okay. worried that you are going to ask them a question, I think. Yeah. Okay. All right. But not you, huh, Dave? Oh, no, of course. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to talk to you. So. Talk about this. Corgi. Yeah, yeah. So, so what? Yeah, what is? A, what would you name? Do you have a dog? I name it after the queen, I think. <laughs> queen Liz. Queen Liz is a great name for a corgi. If it's a boy. Same thing. <laughs> hey, it's 2016. <laughs> would it? Could it uh, handle itself down in the Carolinas at all? Or could it? You know, it's it's a boy. Don't go. See, this is why we didn't need to hear from you. <laughs> But thank you. Thank you, Felicity. Sorry for bothering. Hope you enjoyed your donut. You're doing fine. You're doing great, by the way. You kids, okay. Don't worry. You'll be out of here another hour. The Feliskis. Let's hear it for the Feliskis. I gave a much harder time than I meant to. It's, I didn't mean it. You know the Feliskis. We are all sensitive people. I didn't really mean to attack the entire Felisky nation. And uh, let's see now. Oh, yes. We got to do is find out. Uh, we're going to play the What You Know quiz coming up. And uh, before we can do that, we have to know who can and cannot participate in said quiz. That means, are you ready? Yeah, we're good. Can you read in those or you got to switch? Oh, no, I'm okay. Yeah, we need to stand up, though, if you don't mind. Ready? Yeah, yes. You want to face them or you want to just? <laughs> do you have a little problem with crowds? Okay. No, I have kids. I'm okay. Huh? I have plenty of kids. I'm okay. Uh, did I say, do you have a problem with kids? Crowds, and I said I had a lot of kids. I was a teacher. So I'm, oh, okay, oh, okay, okay, kids. Yeah. Here, I'll, I'll give you this, okay. and I'll just get out of here. Knock them dead. Number one. 
All questions used on what do you know have been painstakingly researched, although the answers have not. <laughs> Ambiguous, misleading, or poorly worded questions are par for the course. Listeners who are sticklers for the truth should get their own shows. <laughs> Number two, I'd like to think I'm more of an inky than a blotchy. <laughs> Would you, would, you, would you like to think that? Or? I'm not sure. Octopi are not my field. I stay in the tank. Yeah. You stay in the tank. Yeah. Okay, me too. Persons employed by the International House of Radio or its member stations are lucky to be working at all, let alone tying up the office phones trying to play the quiz. Listeners who've won recently should sit on their hands and let someone else have a chance for a change. Number four, all opinions expressed on what do you know are well-reasoned and insightful. Lead us to say they are not those of the International House of Radio, <laughs> its members, stations, or lackeys. Anyone who says otherwise is itching for a fight. I love it. It was like you're talking to students. Yeah, absolutely. And your name is? Gladys. 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 Oh, you can have that, Gladys. It was like she was talking to students, like a class, you know. Put your, close your books, put your books on the floor, take out a number two pencil. No talking. Uh, all right, so uh, this is how, where we look for volunteers now. The people who, your hand was up first, so I, 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 not yours, sorry, but maybe you'll get your chance in the next hour. All right, don't leave because you're disappointed. All right, I, you know, your hand shot up. Obviously, you've been intending to do this. And it, it's not just because you have the original, what do you know, purple, we went purple that year, whatever decade that was. And you are? I'm Kay Hagestead from Madison. Hey, Kay Hagestead from Madison, and uh, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Yeah, you've been here before. Yeah, oh, a few times. A few times, yeah, mm -hmm. okay. Uh, give me one good reason, Kay Hagestead from Madison, you should play this quiz. Well, I lost the quiz 20 years ago, and I lost the quiz 10 years ago, and I thought maybe this time I might. <laughs> I was kidding about falling on these stairs. Don't do it, Kay, in case you're not. I don't want you to be the one. Kay, I guess that. Yep. Where do you live out in Middleton, Kay? No, east side. You live east side, huh? Yeah, not the snooty west side. Not the snooty west side. <laughs> it gets snootier the farther west you get, yeah. too. And then yeah, suddenly you're in Middleton, and it's like, well, Nirvana. <laughs> Nirvana ton. All right, well, I got to get a pen out of here. Uh, what are you doing? What are you up to these days? Uh, I'm a retired physician, and yeah. I just started taking some improv classes. You're doing improv now? I'm doing improv. Does being a physician uh, prepare you for being It, for, it really for does. We know a lot of insight into funny stuff. Yeah. <laughs> when, uh, a, when acting as a physician, did you ever lay a few lines on someone? I, I was pretty funny, yep. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you said hop up here and uh, turn your head. And mm -hmm. you, uh, mm -hmm. What's a good line for that? Um, and cough, but not at me. Okay, all right. Keep, keep those classes coming, you'll be good. Do <laughs> you intend to do improv comedy now? Is that how you're gonna? I'm, I'm taking classes, and we're actually gonna have a performance. Yeah. Pretty soon. Really? So you work with a group of people? Yeah, there's about 11 of us in the class. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Would you say you're one of the best? No, 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 no. no. Second best. Second best? <laughs> 
either just two, two people and they... No, no, there's 11 of us. There's yeah. 11 of us. No, I'm working hard at it. Has this been a lifelong thing, wanting to do comedy, improv comedy? Yes. I, I, if I wasn't a doc, I would have been a stand-up comic, I think. Yeah. yeah. Have, had you done any of that uh, no, previously? not really. No. no? Okay. Just at home. It's an odd uh, either-or. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Medicine or stand-up comedy. That's true. True. But it could, I, I, you wish you would have done the comedy? No, 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 no. Practice was wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. But family practice? Yeah. Or, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Delivered lots and lots of babies. So that, that's you can work all that into your routines and stuff. Well, they're not routines. If, you, <laughs> if, if you're doing routine, improv, it's, it's, yeah. it comes I'll, up. I'm working on it, yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. very good. Uh, and then uh, you know how this works, Kate, because mm -hmm. you lost I a do. couple times already. <laughs> are, you, are you feeling good about this one? Yeah, if you're little... I overthought them before. Yeah, it's yeah. easy to do. Uh, over, overthought, yeah. yeah. In fact, any thinking really gets in your way on this yeah. particular show. <laughs> Especially overthinking. <laughs> never, I think I never overthought anything. Oh. I dwell. I dwell too, but endlessly I on things, yeah. but I don't overthink them. Yeah. It usually means that the thinking is stopped entirely. You're just dwelling. <laughs> That's what I. But you would overthink yeah. because you're very intelligent. Tend to think that there's a good answer mm -hmm. when there isn't. Right. Right. And I thought yeah. you're leading me down the wrong path, but you were actually leading us down the right path. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you're paranoid as well. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's also true. Paranoid former physician, now in improv. And, and a pessimist. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Okay, all those things. It all should work for you in comedy, mm -hmm. I think. Uh, someone out there plays along with you, Kane. How do they do that, Stephanie Lee, most definitely? <laughs> if people want to play the quiz, they're going to pick up the phone. How are you, Stephanie Lee? I don't get to see you nearly I enough. I know. I miss you, Michael, on our do weeks you? off. I you do. You miss me, and yet you don't call, you don't write, you don't tweet, <laughs> postcard, anything. I, I do, you know, You should keep pre-addressed postcards so. <laughs> and just drop them in with nothing on them. I would be fine. Yeah, I like mean. Like the Feliskis do here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, okay. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. If people want to play the quiz, they're going to pick up the phone and dial 800-942-5669 and answer this qualifying question. Oh, no. There goes my placeholder in my recipe box. I won't know where the categories start and end. Anything else you wanted to say about that? Okay. No, here it is. <laughs> All right, this is out of the current events. Uh, who is as much a scientist as Bill Nye is the question, current events. Everyone probably has heard this one. This gets around. And uh, let's go to the phones right now. Mark's on the line. Uh, oops. Mark's on the line. Uh, Mark's on the line from Rochester, New York. Hey, Mark. Uh, good morning, Michael. How are you? I'm fine. How are you doing up there in Rochester? I'm doing well, thank you. Yeah, are you getting a lot of the robocalls now, the New York uh, thing going on? Uh, well, that's why I turned off my answering machine, so I don't have to listen to them. Yeah. Who, who's got the worst robocall going in New York right now? Um, probably Donald. Yeah. What does like he say? He got the worst message of all anyway. Yeah. Did you, did you listen to it at least? No. No, no. as I said, I turned off my answering machine, yeah. so I don't yeah. have to listen to them. I don't blame you. What, what do you do in life as we know it, Mark? I am both a full-time substitute teacher and a part-time American Baptist pastor. What was the first thing you were? Full-time substitute teacher. Substitute, and you're, but you're a full-time Baptist pastor. Well, no, the other way around. Part-time pastor, full-time teacher. Okay. Did you ever think of reversing those? Because it probably be... Well, yeah, that would be nice. But yeah. right now, it's uh, not the way it's working out. So. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good. Well, did you, if you, let me ask you the question here. Uh, this is qualifying. Who's as much a scientist as Bill Nye, right out of the news? Oh, gee, I must miss this one. Um, Ted Cruz. 
Yeah, uh, no. No, probably true, but no. So I'm sorry, Mark. Okay. Back to my, both, my back to both your jobs. I, I've enjoyed listening to you all these years. Oh, thank you so much. Appreciate it. There's Mark in Rochester. Julia's in Savannah, Georgia, one of my favorite places to be ever. It's hey, Julia. Hi there. How are things in Savannah? Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Do you have one of those <laughs> private gardens they have in Savannah? Oh, no, no. I'm out in the country. Right. I'm out in the country. So you can so. have a pub public one out there. because. Right, right. <laughs> it's all out in the open. We have foxes and deer and all manner of possums and raccoons, and yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Do you get guys riding through on ATVs with shotguns trying to uh, get some? Well, I have some wonderful dogs who discourage <laughs> <laughs> Julia, who is as much a scientist as Bill Nye? Uh, Pope Francis. Okay, also a good answer, but not the correct one. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Wonderful. All right. Okay. Thanks, though. Nice Thanks. talking to you. Marcus is in uh, Madison, uh, Wisconsin. Hey, Marcus. Hey, how are you? I'm okay. What you up to? Um, just pick up my uh, daughter at a friend's house, and I'm getting ready to do some yard work. Okay. Uh, that's good. A sleepover kind of thing? Yes. Yeah. How'd it go? Pretty good? Um, yeah, it did. Went well. Yeah. Did you ever, ever have to rescue your kids in the middle of the night when they couldn't sleep at a sleepover? <laughs> yes, as a matter of fact, that very same daughter many years ago. Um, I know, both my girls, but one in particular. Nora, she must know. Why do they call them sleepovers if you can't sleep? She'd, she'd always end up being up with a, with a father who's watching stuff on TV late, late night, which is not a good situation necessarily. <laughs> if it's HBO or something, you know, or Showtime and... So then she'd call us and say, mm -hmm, or something. Okay, uh, Marcus, anyhow, uh, who's as much a scientist as Bill Nye? I believe that would be Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin, yes. And a now famous quote, instant famous quote. <laughs> Nobody knows what she means by that, but I'm sure she does, perhaps. Uh, Marcus, uh, what do you do in life as we know it? Um, I am a social worker. I work uh, just up the road from where you are right now yeah. uh, on Olin Avenue. Yeah, and, but you got, you're not working today and you're just doing yard work. You got anything lined up for the weekend, a little fun time? Um, a little yard work, a little uh, watching of uh, baseball, and um, oh. let's see, what else? Uh, <laughs> other, cho other chores around the house as assigned by my wife. Sounds great, man. Sounds great. Uh, and, and yard work at this time, what do you just... Uh, raking the leaves finally? Well, I'll, I'll start on the roof and blow the stuff out of the gutters and uh, oh, yeah. get the stuff from there. You're going to do that yourself? Yes, sir. Are you pretty good on a roof, Marcus? I am. You are? You're one of those yes, guys who can walk on it? I had a neighbor who would walk on his roof all the time. He'd be looking right in our windows. He was, oh, he's just <laughs> walking on his I'm, roof again. I'm Some guys do that. They're like goats. They're a neighbor. <laughs> Goat man walked on his roof all the time. I'm, I'm the same fellow who was on the show a couple weeks ago who was whistling and you told me to stop. Oh, okay. Okay, well, you can start again if you like because <laughs> we got time. Uh, Marcus, this is Kay. Kay, Marcus. Hi, Marcus. Hi, Kay. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great, thanks. Good. Okay. And now uh, you are a team that, through that melding process that just occurred now. We have various categories, don't we, Stephanie Lee? We do. Those categories are current events, people, places, things you should have learned in school had you been paying attention, science, and odds and ends. Okay, Marcus, you pick the first one. What would you like? This might be um, the only one that we can do. Uh, Let's see what happens. Okay. <laughs> things you should know if you've been paying attention in school. 
Things you should know, should you be paying attention? Yes, yeah, something like that. Here it is, okay. Uh, match the grade level of the language skill with the candidate. <laughs> so we have uh, Bernie Sanders, Ted Cruz, and Donald Trump, one, two, three, and we have ninth grade, third grade, and graduate student. Wow, I'd say Bernie is the graduate student. Okay. What do you think, Marcus? I, I would have to agree with that. Yeah. And so then, ninth grade would be uh, Cruz. Cruz. Cruz and yeah. third grade. Trump third. Yep. Trump is third grade. Yes, you got it. Unbelievable. On a one four. Hey, you've won the book that answers the question plaguing Western civilization for centuries. Why does the other line always move faster? The myths and misery, secrets and psychology of waiting in line by David Andrews from Workman Publishing. Marcus, wake up every day on the right side of the bed to a cup of steep and brew breakfast blend coffee and banish afternoon cares with rich and smooth Costa Rican Terrazu from Madison's Steep and Brew Coffee. Coffee done right. Congratulations to both of you. Thanks, Kay. It was a short one, but it was sweet. Michael Feldman's Marcus What Do You Know is produced sure by Wisconsin Public Radio for PRI, Public Radio International. Michael Feldman, Producer International. This is PRI, Public Radio International. Oh, yeah. Live from the Monona Terrace Community and Convention Center, it's Michael Feldman's What Do You Know from Wisconsin Public Radio and PRI, Public Radio International. That's John Tuline on piano, Jeff Hammond on bass, and I'm Stephanie Lee. In this hour of What Do You Know, we visit a place that's nice and close for our town of the week, plus a batch of thanks for the memos, all the news that is, and a round of the What Do You Know quiz. Support for What Do You Know comes from PRI affiliate stations and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. And now, the man who's more a blotchy than an inky, Michael Feldman. Wait a second. I've got it. Oh, now it's part of the show I like to call. What's going on, Stephanie? <laughs> Hi, Michael. What are you up to? What am I up to? Yeah, go ahead. Talk uh, for a minute. Not a lot lately. Saying, you always say you're busy, but you never say what you're doing. Oh, just working all the time. <laughs> yeah. Haven't done my taxes yet. Haven't done them yet? I haven't, no. Monday, you know. I got, know, I know. Why do we get an extra three days? Just out of the goodness of their heart? I think that Friday was so a federal called? holiday. What was it, what was Friday? Holiday. A day called holiday? <laughs> it was a holiday. Holiday? I mean, I don't think there's a holiday called holiday. What was a holiday? What? The Emancipation Proclamation. Thank you. Three more days to pay those taxes. Thanks to What? Okay, so we have till Monday because of the events. Well, that's a good thing. Okay. Uh, you know, each week at this time, we read actual memos sent in by actual listeners. Uh, I don't know. It's a mixed bag here. Uh, you think I want to hear the venomous snake at work? Yes, know. that sounds exciting. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> 
Let's see what we get to here. I got, I got like 10,000 memos, and I only got like a few weeks to get through them all. What are you going to do with them? I'm going to hold them to my head like the great uh, <laughs> Harsoni and just talk to myself about them. All right, here's one. <clears throat> this is fairly complicated. Let's see if we can get through it. Everyone, first of all, never begin a memo saying everyone. Dear colleagues, people, everyone. Everyone, we're going to be closing down the survey officially this Friday. No, I mean it this time. We have to start compiling the results to generate the report. If you haven't had a chance to fill out the survey, please do so. We'd really like to get as much participation as possible. It takes so little time to complete. In the end, you will feel good knowing that you helped. I feel away after every survey I've completed. And I, I'm so glad that I have helped. This stupid survey that I have to fill out. In some limited possible way to make the jobs we do a little better, and dare I say, rewarding. Don't dare to say it. Give the money. You know, don't dare to make it sound real. Now I know there are skeptics and critics. I have been one from time to time, and I'm unlikely to change that anytime soon. So I understand the voice some may hear in their heads, emphasis on some. I understand where it comes from. The voice that says, been there, done that. The voice that says, won't do any good. The voice that says, whatever. It may be true that in the past we have been there, gone there, done this, done that. And it may be true that in similar situations we have voiced dissatisfaction, cited logic and empirical research for change and pointed out discriminatory practices only to feel that nothing really changed beyond the status quo. The voice will come back and say, I told you so, and maybe we start thinking it is right. It's frustrating, I know, and here's the thing, I'm not saying this voice is bad. In fact, let's welcome that voice. <laughs> Let it frustrate us. This is pretty deep for a memo. I mean, this is more of like something you tell your therapist, I think. The frustra that frustration that some, if not all, have should drive us to move forward, not to sink in despair, thinking we should have died a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> we have to move forward. That's how we live. But it is hard to move forward if we don't know where we stand. So take 10 minutes, answer some questions, help us help you. We have seen in just the past two years some positive changes in place for faculty welfare, awards and recognition for faculty accomplishments, a strong commitment from the chancellor's office for faculty and staff development, and some serious attention to bullying and discrimination. Uh, <laughs> comment on the faculty, I might add. Do we have more work to do? Absolutely, without question. We always will. No survey by itself will change that. It's like the State of the Union. <laughs> And what change we do hope for certainly won't change overnight. And what change we do hope for certainly won't change overnight. It is what it is, a survey. <laughs> Skepticism and criticism aside, it is just a survey. <laughs> Your survey. Take a couple of minutes to fill it out, help us complete a necessary step toward moving forward. It will probably be the easiest thing you will do all day. Thank you so much for that brief <laughs> synopsis of why you should fill out the survey. Okay. And so where can they send those uh, memos and things? Other Any, sundries? Really anything, mm -hmm. yeah. They can send those memos to what do you know at wpr.org, subject, subject line memos, or go to notmuch.com and post them there. Okay, and then we have some, uh, all the news that is, because all isn't didn't work. 
Uh, so there's a DNR thing, I referenced this earlier now, they sent out all the DNR renewal notices to the wrong addresses. So if you've got an all-terrain vehicle or a boat, uh, you can't take it anywhere. So we straighten this out, I'm sorry. Uh, they submitted vehicle renewals to me to March 31st expiration, and now they got nothing because it's the Walker DNR or do nothing right. I'm sorry, that was editorial. But, you know, he wants to get rid of all these, these, these various you know, levels of government, including the DNR, so if they do everything uh, right, they, that, then they still exist. So do nothing right. And they'll go away. That's the feeling, anyhow. Uh, sports banners, okay, okay, this is, this was, this was shocking. Ashwaubenon, Green Bay there. Uh, People were putting Packers flags and things and Badger things on their buildings and you know, apartments and stuff, and they were gonna make them take them down. Huh? In Ashwaubenon. <laughs> what the? I'm incensed. Ridiculous. Aren't you? Yes. Yes. Love incense. Uh, the village of Ashwaubenon. Oh, there's a pronunciation here. It's Ashwaubenon. Uh, says sports fans can fly their team banners and flags, but wooden signs aren't allowed because they don't fly so good. <laughs> or they go flying, you know. Uh, Tyler Joswiak says he and his neighbors were contacted by the village code enforcement after recently, uh, who asked them to take down their displays for support of the Green Bay Packers, a nearby team. <laughs> well, they're in Oshawabanon, but it's close. Uh, and the Wisconsin Badgers, including banners. Uh, Village President Mike Albinger followed up uh, Thursday and said the flags and banners are okay, but not the signs that had rope lights in the shape of a WG and a number four. What does the matter with them? What is wrong with that? What is wrong with them? You don't care. You're from Kentucky. What is wrong with them? It's ridiculous. Of What's, course it's ridiculous. It's Packers. Next, you won't be able to park cars in your driveway yeah. or on your lawn. <laughs> or on your neighbor's lawn if he's not home. Uh, Aubinger says a permit is needed for that kind of song sign. Long-term permit for a WG and number four sign in lights. Uh, as long as the banners and flags are in good shape, they can stay. Okay, well, good. <laughs> Government. <laughs> what is this? Oh yeah, this is something, actually, if anyone's out there and can tell us if this has been, uh, this is from Austin, but sheriff's deputies are warning motorists and others to be on the lookout for uh, dozens of buffalo on the loose in southern Juneau County. Oh boy. Anyone see that in their drive here? Did you see the buffalo? No? How can you, how can you not see a herd of buffalo if you're... They're gonna head right for the highway because that's the quickest way to get anywhere in Juneau, <laughs> in Juneau County or anywhere else, it seems to me. Uh, the department chairman says 120 buffalo. All right, so, you know, it's not like a few of them, you know. 120 buffalo are on a rampage right now in, in, in uh, Juneau County. They escaped from an enclosure are roaming free near Elroy. <laughs> Someone's got to be, someone must have seen these. You know, if you're from Elroy out there, or if, if you're somewhere out there, Union Center or Wanna Walk, uh, give us a call. What's that number again if you're on Buffalo Watch? 
Sure, that number, if you're on Buffalo Watch, is 800-942-5669. That's 1-800-WA-NO or 1-800-WHACK-NOW. Okay. The authorities, always helpful, though, say uh, the animals should not be approached. Oh. Drivers should steer clear of them on the roadways. <laughs> Sheriff's officials, however, say it could take some time to round them up. So there you have it. Government, once again, and it's wonderful. The other thing that here is, uh, okay. I'm not anti-government, I'm not, I'm just, it's the things they do. Uh, this is from the cross, parking ramps to close for cleaning next week. Who does that? <laughs> Who cleans the parking ramp? All the parking ramps in La Crosse will be closed for cleaning next week. Do it at night when nobody's so there. crazy. And then this uh, kind of a local thing I saw here in Isthmus, uh, this is uh, from uh, the uh, What Do You Know show Off the Air article in Isthmus. Quoting uh, John Tulane. Uh -oh. <laughs> Not sure you can say that. All quote the news on here. that is um, uh, asked about his uh, his 31 year uh, stay on uh, what do you know the show. Uh, uh, John Tulane said, "I thought, uh, quote, I thought it'd last a couple of years and then I'd move on to something else." <laughs> Says jazz pianist. I got that wrong too. Jazz pianist. <laughs> John Tooling, the show's music director. Music director. <laughs> the show's piano player, right? And, uh, for 31 years, he's matched Feldman's quick wit with a mellow, upbeat attitude that mirrors the hard, quote, hard swinging grooves that have come to define the show. I had nothing to do with that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Tulane has only missed one broadcast in that time, the week he got married, and he wanted to miss the marriage, actually, and come here, <laughs> as I recall. That's actually not true, either. No, that's not true, either, but it makes a better article. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Tulane went on to say, quote, when you've got a job and you're in it for so long... Uh-oh, you can't say that on the radio. Maybe this was cooler than I thought. <laughs> John Tulane, ladies and gentlemen. Uh-oh, you can't say that on the radio. Oh, it's like, you know... Uh, well, they, they left out all my glowing... Uh, yeah. You know. Uh-oh, you can't say that on the radio. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's got to. Uh-oh, you can't say that on the radio. Sorry. In there. <laughs> if he'd use a different word, uh, uh, X. Uh-oh, you can't say that on the radio. <laughs> Uh-oh, you can't say that on the radio. Did your mother ever talk to you about it? <laughs> it's not so bad that, you know, the thought that, you, you know, you, sh you should have gotten a job in all those years. That's well, a good thought. My mother talked to me, then I listened to my father. And... Uh-oh, you can't say that on the radio. <laughs> right? You're dead. Really okay. making our crew work today. With... Uh-oh, you can't say that on the radio. Whenever that word comes in, you press it. Uh-oh, you can't say that on the radio.
I don't care, I'm out of here, you know. <laughs> Anyhow, it was, it was a nice, nice thought, and thank you for all that, all those wonderful years. It was meant to be nice. So. No, it was, it was. I, this, I know you, man. I know. Okay. Uh, oh, yes, yeah, so now we're going to go on to something else. Uh-oh, you can't say that on the radio. <laughs> and by no means did I mean that regarding the quality of your work, which is excellent. <laughs> Thank Stephanie, you, Michael. Always excellent. Uh, a ton of the week, you see this a rearranged map of the U.S. here, and uh, it's just about obliterated over these years. Uh, and right now, here is Stephanie with our Town of the Week. Thank you, Michael. Pine City, Minnesota is perhaps best summed up by its motto, North, nice and close. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. <laughs> Start again. I didn't understand. <laughs> That's a motto? That is their town Did, motto. Could you start it again? I want to listen sure. to it this time. Pine City of Minnesota Pine is perhaps City. best summed up by its motto. North, nice and close. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> Well, did you research that motto? I did. It's on their state or their town seal. <laughs> yeah, and, but what? Who thought of that? And what, what does that exactly mean? I do not know the origin of that phrase or motto. So it's north, and it's nice, <laughs> and it's close. <laughs> all right. Okay. That's all I need to say. Right. All right. No, it's good. good <laughs> Located one. about an hour's drive north of the Twin Cities, it is a popular day trip destination for tourists due to its recreational opportunities, festivals, and its various historical sites. Mm. The area now known as Pine City was originally inhabited by the Dakota tribe, but came to be dominated by the Ojibwa after their friendship with French fur traders gave them access to guns and allowed them to drive their enemies south. Hmm. It's an American success story, really. <laughs> Pine City. Pine City derives its name from the Ojibwa phrase Chengwatana, meaning white pine town, used to identify... You're Ojibwa phrasing is excellent. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that's right, but that sounded so good. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so White Pine Town used to identify the land where hunters and trappers first found economic boon in fur trading. Hmm. Then, in the late 19th century, the thick stands of white pine that gave Pine City its name helped usher in the age of the fast-expanding lumber industry. Present-day visitors to Pine City can visit the Northwest Company Fur Post, a reconstructed row house on the Snake River that serves as a museum for the fur trade. Hmm. The site was discovered in 1931 by a Pine City resident hmm. who returned to the site over the next three decades yeah. to explore Did you find it. anything more recent about Pine City? I remember it's we're coming. still up, uh, we're only up to coming. the 30s so far. It's coming. Okay. We always start with the history. Move our way up, you know. <laughs> you're so, spending too much time on this, I think. You got, you're a busy person. So this resident, he returned to the site over the next three decades to explore it, and then it eventually led to the site's excavation in the 60s and its listing on the National Register of Historic Places in 1972. Hmm. See that quick jump? 1931 to 1972. Are we there? <laughs> and there's more. Visitors to Pine City can also enjoy a woodsy getaway in Chenguatana State Forest or the St. Croix State Park. Oh. In late summer, Pine City hosts its annual... What's, what's the forest called again? Uh, Chenguatana State Forest. See, there, it is that great. <laughs> I couldn't even say that. 
In late summer, Pine City hosts its annual Booyah Festival. Ah, there we go. There somewhere. we go. Booyah. Booyah. That's right. So much fun to say. An event celebrating a thick soup of probable Belgian origin. Yeah, it is. Belgian. <laughs> okay, good to know. Booyah, because in Belgium, Wisconsin, they serve Booyah. They make a big deal about it. It's a whole brouhaha about Booyah. Yeah. yeah. It's made throughout the upper Midwest, so didn't mm -hmm. know that before. Um, yeah. But Booyah. Dark, Dark County up there. Oh, I've never been to Door County. Oh, it's on go. my list of things. That sounds yeah. like a wonderful day trip. Yeah. For... Try and hit it on the, on the map here, and then you can <laughs> okay. talk about it. Booyah often requires up to two days, multiple cooks, and a specially designed Booyah kettle. What, does it kill the first cook? Why are there any different cooks? <laughs> Does he die from the fumes, the booyah fumes? It's just a humongous stew. It yeah, I serves... know, and they keep, keep it on, but you wouldn't need more than one cook. I don't know. We, I've never made booyah, so oh, I don't no, know I'm how just, complicated it is. I'm just wondering about the logic of it. But it's made to serve hundreds, possibly thousands of people. And well, not the, thousands. Come on, not thousands. That in my research, thousands of people. Yeah, but in real life. <laughs> Not to demean your research, I don't think anyone makes a pot of stew big enough for thousands of people. Maybe in the Union Army they did that back then. I would like to see this booyah kettle. Yeah. Oh, they're big. I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> the name booyah refers to the soup as well as the event yeah. surrounding the resulting meal. Yeah. Yeah. And booyah means what exactly? Uh, the word. I don't know. Okay. It's like... It's an exclamation, right? Booyah! I know, I know, it's, it is around here, even you know, but I hear it all the time. Uh, that's that's people how yell I... at me on the street saying booyah. Oh, do they? Yeah. See, I would love that. Mis I would love mistaking to be... me for someone. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. Mm -hmm. Finally, Pine City has a lot to be proud of. In 2005, the city became the first in rural Minnesota to have an annual gay pride event, and yeah. is one of only two rural communities to hold such an event in the country. Cool. Additionally, the, uh, the Christmas trees for the Minnesota governor's residents often come from the Pine City area. Oh. And Pine, City's, Pine City denizens can always cheer on the Pine City Pirates, the local baseball oh. team. Oh. And that's Pine City, Minnesota, our town of the week. Thank you. Very well researched. You went there, didn't you? I did, did you not get a chance to visit. In you person. said you were going there. I you had wanted Pete. to. Yep, with Pete. You and Pete, who lives near there or something, right? You yeah, that there? was the original plan. It turned out to be a little farther north <laughs> than we thought. I'm glad we didn't give you all that equipment you're <laughs> going to drag up there and get so audio. So it's nice and clips. close, but not that close. <laughs> <laughs> I have to change the motto now. Thank you very much. And we got someone on the line here from we've been calling randomly. <laughs> what does it say, Santa Bob? What? H A E D P is not really a word or a name, is it? Well, I don't want to call him Haid. Can't be. Is that H A E D P? Well, look at your screen once. <laughs> Do me a favor, look at your screen. That's right. Okay, it is H A E D P. Santa Bob, let's call him Santa Bob. Yeah. Hey, Santa Bob, are you there? I'm here. I'm doing well, and I'm laughing. <laughs> that, that was good, really good. Well, how, how, uh, what, how do you, how would you, how would you say it? Well, it's pronounced hate, but it's um, German. It's pronounced hate. Yeah, I'm a good German uh, resident. 
So yeah. H-A-E-D-P is hate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Yeah. Better spell it that way, I guess. Yeah, most most start people something. call me uh, Santa. Yeah, Santa Bob. Uh, is that because you are the Santa up there, Bob? Well, yeah. I'm, I, but I've been Santa quite a few places in Philadelphia and down in the cities. And okay. I started, I started in Minneapolis at the, after I got out of the service. Yeah. And was growing my hair out when I was down at the U of M and at the hospital working. And the girl said, well, you should be fat then. Yeah. That was 1968, and I've done it ever since. Were you always a full-figured guy where you could actually fill in the suit and all that, or you got to stuff it? Well, I don't have to stuff it quite as much, right, now. as I used to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I, and yeah. I'm kind of stuffy anyway, so. Oh, <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah. I'm telling you, are not. Yeah. But are you from there originally, Bob, or what? when did you come to I'm Pine original, City? Yeah, I'm from, uh, grew up in Pine City. Oh, you did. Okay, cool. And uh, yeah, and I, I am pretty. I, I am pretty. Do quite well with the history of Pine City, and yeah. boy, you you guys did your research too. Yeah, talking that, about the fur post, and yeah, is that pretty accurate? Is there anything you need to add on or explain a little further? Well, with the fur post, yeah, yeah it was originally built in uh, 1804, and then uh -huh. the Minnesota Historical Society is yeah. what she mentioned too. What is her name? Stephanie. Stephanie, Santa Bob, hate. Hi, Stephanie. Santa Bob. Yeah. yeah. Hi, Stephanie. <laughs> you did a good job. Oh, thank you. And then in, in 1969 and 70, that's when the Minnesota Historical Society rebuilt the yeah. uh, Northwest Fur Post. Yeah. And they get visitors from all over the country. And annually, they get from 2,500 to 3,000 school students that visit. Oh. And they're dressed in the, in the garb of the fur traders. and. Uh -huh. Yeah, and the, the whole camp is in. in yeah, did, fur, that, in, did fur traders in, in wear? A, did fur traders wear a lot of fur, or is that a misnomer? Well, no, they they think they sold more of the fur than they wore. Yeah, but some of them must have wore because yeah. they, they wear fur hats or something to show the fur traders. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. they did. They wore fur hats. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. and mukluks in the winter with fur. Mukluks, yeah, especially yeah. up there, huh? In Pine City, does Pine City get a lot of snow in the winter? Yeah, we get a fair amount of snow. Fair amount? Probably not, probably not much more than you do, where you are. So. Okay. But, um, do you know where I am? Yeah, aren't you in Madison? Because you could be whistling in the wind here is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Santa Bob. They, um, but Pine City is, um, Highway 61 goes through Pine City. It's 61? a historic highway. Yeah. And the Dylan from the Dylan song. Yeah, from Bob Dylan's album, Highway 61, we visited it, and it, it goes from actually New Orleans all the way up to the Canadian border. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, that's right. That's true, isn't it? Yeah, very historic. Yeah, and um, it used to be the major route until they put 35W, which is a freeway. Yeah. That was the major, that was a, the highway that you took if you were going anywhere north of Minneapolis. Yeah. Up hey, to Duluth or one of those areas. Can you, can you tell me a little something about the motto? It's got us a little bit stumped here. It says nice and north and close or something like that. What, yeah. <laughs> what, do, what do those mean? Well, I think it means that all the people are nice. Yeah. <laughs> and um, <laughs> it's north of anything that's south of it. Okay. <laughs> and, then, um, um, and, then, and it's close to 
I guess wherever you want to be close to. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think mostly they're talking about the Twin Cities and that area. Oh, it's or, close to the Twin Cities. Yeah, and, so, and Duluth, too, because they're right pretty much midway in between those two. Okay. Yeah. All right. Equidistant? <laughs> Would you say equidistant, or is it? Yeah, it's about equal distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, because it, wa it wasn't close for Stephanie, or she would have gone there probably. Because she started out because uh, uh, you know Pete here is from around there. Are you from Pine City, Pete? I'm not. No. No, no, from around there. And he said, "Well, we'll go up there," you know. But it wasn't so close because it's it's kind of you're kind of up there, right? Yeah, it's right between yeah. Duluth and Minneapolis, so it's not too, it's not that far from you guys. No. But uh, Stephanie, if you want to come, we'll just we'll go out to eat. Yeah, that would be and, wonderful. Just, just ask for Santa Bob here. We, we can go out in the Shangwatana Forest, and we can do all. Oh kind of yeah, uh, your key to the uh, great, uh, close, nice <laughs> north is Santa Bob Hate. Yeah, go camping. <laughs> you go camping out there with Santa Bob Hate, you know? Yeah, I've never yeah. been camping, so this sounds... Well, this should be quite the experience for you. Right? <laughs> Just take some pepper spray with it, you'll be fine. Some bear well, mace. Yeah, in case a bear, you, you see a bear. I don't mean Santa Bob, I mean the... In case yeah. a bear, in case there's a bear. See, if you, if you guys want to... Yeah. What we can do is, no, we can hop in canoes on the Snake River right in Pine City. Okay. Right by the bridge there. And go with the Snake down to the St. Croix and from there, St. Croix to the Mississippi. Okay. And go all the way to the Gulf of Mexico if you guys want to make that trip. How, how much time should we allow for this trip, Santa Bob? Well, just come up and, and we'll go out to lunch and hop in a canoe and bring lunch. Would you, and see how it goes? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't mind, but because uh, when you're going south, because mm -hmm. you, got, you got the current with you, right? That's absolutely right. Yeah. Well, what, mm -hmm. when you, it's time to come back is what I'm thinking about, Santa Bob. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, then we'll, <laughs> we'll have to figure out a different one for that. Yeah. <laughs> I think 35 is what we take then. Yes. <laughs> Coming back, but then we'd have to leave the canoes down there, which I'm not too keen on. There you go. The canoe is not the people. No. <laughs> have you got? No. Uh, have you, you got? Have you been paddling your own canoe all these years, Bob? You got a good canoe. Oh yes. Yeah, we've been uh, Pine City. Well, with the scouts, it's the river is a big part of the river races, and then you go up river for about six miles, and there's uh, Patagama Lake. Patagama. And then. Yeah, Pacagama Lake, wow. and that's the lake right off of the river. Yeah, and then the river goes through town, and at the east end of town, there's Cross Lake, and the river flows into Cross Lake, and then out of the other end of Cross Lake. Oh yeah, that'll happen. Yeah, mm-hmm, that happened. Yeah. <laughs> they got any schmelt we... there in Cross Lake? I bet they do, huh? No, that schmelt, but they have um, oh, oh muskies and walleyes and sunfish yeah. and. All of your main fish that they that yeah. you can catch. Yeah, and so and now we, we, uh, let me get this straight now, Santa Bob. When you're not doing the Santa thing, what, what are you doing these days? Well, actually, I I'm, I was making furniture before I retired. Oh, no kidding, yeah, cool. But uh, I do uh, lots of wood carvings. Oh, you do. And I have my wood carvings are pretty much all over up north, and oh, cool. I just sent something up to Alaska to the Denali National Park about wolves. No kidding, huh? well, that's uh, really cool. And then, um, what, when, have, when you carve, what do you, what do you, what do you carve? What kinds of things do you carve? Well, 
I can I carve like I'm carving two wolves now that are going to the International Wolf Center in Ely. No kidding, wow. that's super then, cool. Then I call uh, I carve loons and uh, fish and yeah, just about anything. Well, that's it's, really cool, Bob. And do intarsia woodworking with intarsia and that's um, making pictures, you know, out of different woods. Yeah, cool. And how yeah, did you learn all that carving, Bob? Pardon? How did you learn that? Did your dad teach you how to carve, or was that a family thing? No, I think I just started out kind of on my own. Yeah. It came, it came naturally. Yeah. And did they look like wolves right away, your first carvings, or did it take a while for them to look like a wolf? Well, now I can do it pretty much. I can carve a fish right to the detail and yeah. paint it, but I do most of my work out of natural wood, like walnut and... Yeah. But And then... Like the loon, I've done so many of those that I, I don't even need a picture to look at. Yeah. Well, that's cool. The wolves, I take a look at a picture, and then I can carve the wolves like there in the picture. Yeah, fantastic. Now I don't feel so bad about that long trip in a canoe with you. Because <laughs> now, now you're for real in my book, if you can carve like that, Bob. Yeah, well, thank you. <laughs> thank you All right, very best much. To you. Thanks so much for talking with us, uh, Santa Bob Haight, and uh, we have a little something for you. We do, Santa well, Bob. Well, thank you. Yep, we'll be sending you the golden treasure of America's Dairyland and a delicious assortment of artisanal handcrafted cheeses made with all natural ingredients from southwestern Wisconsin's Cedar Grove cheese. Thanks, Santa Bob. Thank you. I'm so put much. you on hold here. You. So, yeah, you betcha. And come down yeah. here and talk to us sometime too, Madison. Nice to see you. All right, hang on. Okay, Santa Bob is on uh, hold there. What? It's time to throw the dart to determine what? our next town of the week. Okay. Is that what you're doing there? I thought it was <laughs> another button pushing episode or something. Is it something I said? Okay. Are we still on the air? Uh, yes. You want to handle this, Stephanie? You want to take this and just do it right. Okay. Go out there, work the audience. Take the, Who take would the, like to throw the dart at our rearranged map of the United take States? Take the dart with you. Take the dart oh, with the you dart and too? run okay. with it. Run with it? Yes. <laughs> Like my mother I always know the warned show is us. ending, Michael, but how about you? Never come run with a dart when doing a radio All right. show. Yeah, come on up this way. And there she up. comes. Just don't trip up our OSHA stairs here. No. <laughs> you could go meet her halfway, you know. You don't have to stand here and wait for her to come here. Oh, that's come on up. dead air at this point. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Got to be thinking all the time on your feet. Coming up, front and center. Radio. Hi, it's, what's your name? Radio. Think uh, my name is Hannah. And what do you do, Hannah? Um, insurance things. Insurance things, okay. I understand. Um, have you ever thrown a dart before? Uh, yes, but not very well. Okay. okay. Well enough to avoid hitting Michael, at least? Possibly. Could this be his last show? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we need to keep him around a little longer. <laughs> All right, I'm going to hand this to you. Spin her around a few times. Close your eyes, spin her around a few times, and uh, just let it fly. All right, here All it right. goes for time of the week. Oh. Minnesota! <laughs> Minnesota! It's Pine City, again. Minnesota, the odds on that. And we're off to Brainerd, Minnesota next Brainerd, time. even better! Brainerd so from Fargo, that Brainerd. The Paul Bunyan Brainerd. Oh, that's going to be fun. Let's just do Minnesota from now on. From now on, you know, for the next three weeks. Let's. 
you gentlemen feel like uh, playing another number? Yes, we do. Oh, you know, I was thinking, you know, I don't, don't want to. Don't get that article back yet. No, I don't, no, 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 no. <laughs> Something's coming from West Side Story. I th I've been thinking about closing with a song, because I've been hinting all these years that mm -hmm. I can sing, and yeah. it's not true. Well, no, but I is. thought I would prove it on the last show, because who cares? Right. Well, I. You know. Something's coming, you know, I, and I, so I got the music from it for you guys. Something's coming? Yeah, from West Side Story. Oh. With a click, with a shock. Phone will jingle, door will knock. Open the latch. Come on, something. Come on in. Don't be shy. Meet a guy. Pull up a chair. There is a humming. And something great is coming. Maybe tonight. Maybe tonight. Maybe tonight. Hey, meet Tony and me in the gym. It's either that or when you're a jet, you're the best kid in town. You're the heavyweight king, the gold medal crown. But that doesn't seem to fit the last show so much. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Officer Krupke. No, so I think something's coming. Here's okay. the... I just bought the first page because you have to pay for it if you buy the whole well, thing. I can, I, I, have, I can get it. I, I'll get a copy. There it is. Something's coming from West Side Story. Can we just? Can you just try the first page? I don't, I, uh, you can't read it. You can read it, can't you? Sure. Don't you read music? I do. But Thirty-one I, years you couldn't learn to read music. I, I don't have my reading glasses. It's not. Oh uh, yeah, It's not right. bright enough up here. Okay. Can you do it, Jeff? From here. You don't need the piano on this, do you? Vamp on the three four. Who knows? Who knows? There's something due any day. I will know right. Okay. Maybe tonight something's coming. I don't know what it is, but it is gonna be great. With a click, with a shot. I'll shut up. <laughs> all right. That I know was all soul this. stirring. I, I can do all the songs from West Side Story <laughs> and Bye Bye Birdie. So those are the two possible. What all. about Tonight Tonight? Yeah. I yeah. don't think so. Okay. I don't think so, really. Tonight I've got to last forever. I can choreograph a dance number for See, that. For that yeah, okay, show, you could do you that say. for your last. Very uh, <laughs> nice all right, but you probably have some other uh, tunes here you might want to yeah, play. Yeah, we do. Yeah, you probably recognize this one. We okay. We haven't played it for years, but... Okay. All right, good intro.
a tear in your eye, you'll get by. Okay. What, that was the song, wasn't it? Yeah, that's. Okay. Uh, what, do you, what does it say? I can't read this because I'm crying. Tears of joy. What do you plan to do after June? There's been a f number of questions like this. Uh, but mostly, I've said that to myself about 10,000 times. So I, I'm, you know, I'm going to take a couple months off, you know? Uh, and sleep, try to sleep in, see if uh, the reason I haven't been sleeping is because of this. <laughs> if I can sleep past four in the morning, for example, would be nice. And then I'm um, gonna, you know, fall comes, uh, look around and... You know what you should do, Michael? Let's go up to Pine City and meet Santa Bob. <laughs> Get on that canoe. <laughs> go into the lake, go out of the lake, go down to St. Croix, get into the Mississippi, just keep going with Santa Bob. All the way to Mexico. <laughs> I feel good about that option. You know, I didn't until I just, just now. <laughs> when I thought, you know, sit around here and try to make something happen, or I could get in that canoe <laughs> with Santa Bob. Are you an inky or a blotchy, Michael? And smelt, dong. <laughs> smelt fishing along? We could live on smelt along the way. Because we'll be smelling after a while, I'll tell you that. <laughs> what? That's him? Yeah. That's him. Oh, I love him. Look at him. He looks like Santa. He's gorgeous. He's talented. He can carve anything out of anything. Look him up. He's amazing. I, I am sorry if I was anything other than reverential <laughs> to uh, Santa Bob. Me too. Totally cool. <laughs> He's like a Brahmin. He's a Brahmin. Not just Santa. He's a Brahmin. He's a, whatever that means. Something good, though. All right. Uh, what do you plan to do after June? Okay. Uh, uh, Bill Moore kindly says he heard they need a birthday obits and farm price reporter in central Wisconsin. <laughs> So it's either the canoe or this, I guess. <laughs> Obits in central Wisconsin. And the farm report I could do. That's easy to do. <laughs> Hog bellies up. Back to you. you know, that is... <laughs> they're up, they're down. What can they do? That's the only thing hog bellies do. They're up, they're down, okay? <laughs> and soybeans are looking good. <laughs> I can do that. Uh, Donna Brennan is here from Washington, D.C. Has this actually happened to you, Donna? Any? 
she's in the bathroom. Anyone want to go and get Donna Brown? I, I would do it myself since it is nearly my last show. Follow her into the, what? It's a portable mic. It is. I mean, I'm saying technically it's possible. Is she in the unisex bathroom? I could do that, I guess. She went in that one, but I don't, should we wait for her to come? We'll come back to up at the bottom. Uh, what item would you most likely pilfer from the set? Well, I'm not gonna pilfer anything, but that lamp is my mother's and that goes with me. It's my mother's lamp. The pineapple lamp. That was a big breakthrough. Was, we never had one like that before. A brass pineapple lamp. And look how terrible it looks. I'm gonna get a nice shade for it. I'm gonna sit there, turn that light on, just sit and think for a while. Uh, let's talk to the, the uh, Dion's. Is that right? Is that Dion? What? Yeah, is that you? Well, you can say whatever you want then. You can call yourselves whatever you want. Dion, Dion. You prefer Dion? Yes. You as well? Sure. Did you marry into the, the Dion? Yes, I did. Before you were a Dion, what were you? I was Derwin, which is French Canadian, and it's really hard to spell because it doesn't. You were what? Derwin, but it's spelled D E R O U I N. It's French, all right. Nobody ever got that right. No. So Dion is French Canadian, but it's yeah. more likely. Are you both French Canadian? Yes. Did you meet at FrenchCanadianMating.com? <laughs> Fur trading. What? Fur trading. I don't. <laughs> That's as far as we can go with that line of thought. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it for them. They met fur trading, ladies and gentlemen. What do we have for that remark? For that remark? <laughs> We're going to reward some that wine. remark. Sure, let's give Give them each them. a bottle for fur trading. That sounds wonderful. Yeah, who knows what they'll get for two bottles of wine. Celebrate the arrival of the birds and the bees with award-winning wine from the Wollersheim Winery. Okay. Nice that was you, in my Thank script. You. Thank you. Are you with them, too? Well, then, nice to meet you. How are you? Are you Dion too? Yeah, you are. Okay, you as well. No, okay. You sit in the same row though. Very nice to meet you. Very nice to meet you all. What does that mean? We got. We're done. We got to get. Oh, the quiz. It's we got quiz a quiz. Time. Okay, I thought we were all through. I was gonna run out get my beer. I have Not one yet. large beer coming. Those, you know, we got these little uh, chips. You know, the tavern I go to, and it's, it says uh, I've kept them for years now. I don't know if they're still good. Good for one large drink. I'm ready for it. <laughs> All right, let's see the hands of those of you who want to try them. All right, Dion, come on. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna, this is going to be a hell of a day for you. You're going to remember this. Come on up here. Everything. The fur trading. Fresh glass of water. Yeah, and, and oh, you want a fresh glass? I got one right here. <laughs> is your first name Dion? <laughs> oh, I spilled a little on. I'm sorry, I'll give you the other one. <laughs> You're not too demanding, are you? Thank you. Like, beg bottles of wine off me. <laughs> now you have to play the quiz and everything. So what do you, what do, you do when you're not uh, here? I'm uh, married, two no. children, and I'm an organic <laughs> vegetable farmer. Oh, you're organic. Yes. Doesn't... Uh, <laughs> so I'm not... Does can't say that on the radio. No. Well, what is it then, if it's not? 
Well, it's uh, growing produce without fertilizing. Synthetic fertilizers. So, yeah, all right. So what do you use then to fertilize? Compost. Vegetable compost. Okay, so compost. No manure with... compost. Oh, you don't use? No. Manure. <laughs> what, what's your first name? Is it John? Jason. Jason. That's right. Hey, Jason. So uh, how, uh, did you grow up in the same town or something where you, you met? We did. Yes, yeah, we're in the same high school. Yeah, where is that? Menasha. Oh, in Menasha. Not Menasha High, though. St. Mary Central. St. Mary Central. Yes. Yeah? Were you uh, out for sports then? Uh, yes. What were you playing? Football, mainly. Yeah. Tried basketball. Yeah. I'm too short. <laughs> Tried wrestling. Yeah. But they made me wrestle up a weight class, so that wasn't... Yeah. Why'd they do that to you? Because they had a state Just wrestler in my weight class. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you tried out for everything, basically. But football worked out. What did you play in football? Uh, fullback and middle linebacker. Middle linebacker. I just think you could be a middle linebacker, man. Right? Do you have this, the, the, the anger and the angst? No, I don't, play middle linebacker? No, you, don't. I, you seem like a nice guy. I had to pretend. Yeah. Is it hard to be a nice guy and be a middle linebacker? I would think. Yes. We help yeah. him back up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that just isn't done. Right. Jason, what did coach say to you when you help the guy back up? You just knock down. Push him down. <laughs> Don't help him up. Push him down. Push him down. Again. Yeah, okay. And, uh, okay, and, uh, well, that's really something. So you, were you like high school sweethearts then? No. No. We weren't. No. She's nodding or shaking her head no. No. No, we weren't. Did you hate each other in high school? And no, then this no, is on the rebound no, and you started no. to like each other? No, no, no. Not at all. No. no it's, uh... well, you don't want to talk about it. We don't have to. <laughs> no. no, it's all right. Kids are here. They kind of want to well, They've heard it before. Yeah. There's nothing new. Okay. I mean, you didn't like her at all in high school? Or she didn't no, like you? No, yeah, no. She was, uh, she was a nice person. Yeah. <laughs> well, something happened somewhere. Was it the fur trading? <laughs> That was my line. <laughs> I, know. I know. It's so good. I'm going to use it in right my personal life, too. I, it, just, it doesn't work out as well, nearly. Okay. Uh, and so, and do you have a, a big place now? A lot, lots of... That's the wrong thing to ask someone who has a farm, right? If it's big. I'm sorry. Um, what do you grow on your organic? Uh... Uh, mainly vegetables, some herbs, and oh, fruit. Oh, okay. <laughs> some herbs. Some Herbs, that's plural. Herbs. <laughs> Did you yes. bring any herbs with you? <laughs> Jason? We'll see how much more wine's going to be given away. <laughs> Great to have you here. Thank you Great all for coming down here. And all kinds. Someone out there has to play along with you, or we don't really have a show, so we're going to try that now. Uh, and here, a uh, qualifying question, right? Is that what I need? That's correct. Okay. And uh, that phone number to dial yes. is 800. Lines are full. Okay, then let's just do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, you don't. Okay, here. Okay, Steve, what's the question? <laughs> do you know what you call a woman who knows where her husband is every night? What? A widow. Okay, good. Thanks, Steve. So, what's your question? <laughs> that really stopped the show dead, Steve. <laughs> Sorry. Were you saving that all these years just to. All right, here's the question. Here's the question. What? Ads on whose jerseys is the question. Current events. What's the answer, Steve? Barbasol. What? Barbasol on the Columbus crew jerseys. Okay. Talk to you later. Team. Bye. <laughs> Does your wife know where you are? See? Oh, sorry. Uh, Rob, Spring Green. Ads yeah. 
on whose jerseys is the question out of current events. What is it, Rob? Uh, NBA players' jerseys? Yes, ads on NBA players' jerseys. Outrageous. All right. Outrageous. What are they, NASCAR? I don't think so. What do you think about that, Rob? Um, I don't really go for it. But, oh, no, terrible. Know, I think it's a terrible idea. They're, they're going to try and make as much money as they can. I guess so. All right. Jason, Rob, Rob, Jason. Hi, Rob. Hi, Jason. Cool. Two guys meeting. <laughs> if you knock Rob down, would you pick him up? Say that again? If you knock Rob down. Most likely. I mean, as a middle linebacker. Most likely. Rob, Most do you ever play football? Um, a long time ago. Yeah, what did you play? I was, uh, it was just pickup games in the neighborhood. Oh, okay. Probably wouldn't knock you down there. Yeah. Yeah, not for a pickup game. All right, so we have various categories, don't we, Stephanie? We do. Those categories are current events, people, places, things you should have learned in school had you been paying attention, science, and odds and Starting ends. a new page. You caught that, huh? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Rob, you pick first one. What would you like? Okay, let's go with uh, odds and ends. Odds and ends. We have it right here. Uh, okay, uh, better odds. We're looking for better odds. Which is the better odds here? Winning Powerball or dying from a vending machine-related accident? Hmm. I'd say probably dying from a vending machine accident. No. What, are you, what do you think, Jason? I would agree. Yeah. They are quite heavy. Huh? They are quite heavy. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Yeah, if one falls on you, it's going to happen. If a powerball fell on you, that would be You're a goner. You think about it. That's one right, and the remaining categories are current events, people, places, school, and science. All right. Jason? Science. Science. Okay. Science. Were you good in science in school? It was all right. Yeah. What did you like in school? What did I like? Yeah. I liked geology. Geology? Did you? Mm-hmm. I found that very hard. I, I took it one semester in college because he had science credit, you know? Mm-hmm. I said, take geology. It's a, it was the hardest thing I ever took. Yeah. Oh. Complicated. Oh. There's a lot of complicated things underground there, pushing up through the church. Magma. <laughs> fractures, magma, but then you get the fractures and the fault. It's really tough. Do <laughs> <laughs> you talk more if you have a beer or something in front of you? Or, yeah. Yes. Okay, yes, we'll, we'll do that too. We'll see how yeah, that works out. All right. Uh, or here's a study uh, uh, true or false? Or, or no, it's ABC. Study shows people are capable of multiple simultaneous lifestyle changes. Uh, is it A, yeah, sure, B, you betcha, or C, yeah, right? <laughs> Could you repeat that? Yes. Study shows people are capable of multiple simultaneous life changes. A, yeah, sure, you, B, you betcha, C, yeah, right? Rob, I'm going to say B. You betcha? Rob? I would go with B. I wondered if there was a, you know, all of the above. Yeah, no, it is actually, I think they're all checked here. So yeah. Anyway, anyways, okay. that, that's fine. We'll accept that. that. All right. You betcha. It's good. That's two right, and the remaining categories are current events, people, places, and school. It's all on you, Rob. Right. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's go with current events. Current events, right out of the news. Who's the bestest octopus ever? <laughs> Oh. John! <laughs> Did you hear that, Rob? What the? What? Man? <laughs> I, I missed that. Good. Who's um, the bestest octopus ever? I think 
I just saw something about there, there was an octopus. Oh, yeah, we've been talking about them all day. Somewhere and Do you know, Jason? Went down a drink. You here. should have heard this. 50-50. What? Well, you, you did say two names earlier. Yeah, well, give me one of them. Inky. <laughs> Inky is... Inky is. Inky is. Inky. Inky is, yes, of course. Yeah. Inky is. The best is. You go, Inky. Have they won the quiz? They won the quiz. Shall they go for the mother load? We got time? We I think we do if we squeeze it in quick. All right. That's three right. Okay. Remaining categories are people, places, and school. All right. And for the mother load. Okay. People. People. This is the mother load. All Everything right. plus the wine. One in nine, one in eleven, or one in five people have received a sext. One in nine, one in eleven, or one in five. Sext. Strictly a guess, Rob. No what? idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think probably it's probably more than we think. So one. Yeah, I but think less one than in we five, Probably. What one in? One in five. Maybe. That'd be, that'd be like one out of five of you. I don't think so. No. I don't see it happening here. I don't, I don't know if you're typical at all. I mean, one, two, three, four, five. No? One, two, three, four, five. Okay, got one. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. Pete. <laughs> you're not a typical crowd. Maybe it's one in 11. One in 11, Rob? Or one in nine, anyone? One in nine. One in nine. What difference? One in nine? One in nine. One in nine is right. right. Congratulations. Jason, you'll gain a gustatory education in cheese with a delectable selection from Promogenation, located on Madison's historic Capitol Square. And then expand your mental horizons with maximum brain power, challenging the brain for health and wisdom by Shlomo Bresnitz and Collings Hemingway from Ballantine Books. Write an airport bestseller using Jack Pachuda's super secret murder mystery writing system from mysteriesonthenet.com and shed your guilt reading Karen Salmonson's The Seven Lively Sins, which turns the familiar deadly sins of lust, anger, pride, sloth, envy, gluttony, and greed around, and lets you be lustful, joyful, greedy, and just plain happy from Celestial Arts. Rob, want to know what Barney, Google, Baby Boomers, and the Milky Way have in common? Find out in Michael Feldman's Something I Said, Innuendo, and Out the Other, including the CD My Life, the Musical from Terrace Books. Then do something really retro and send out greeting cards featuring 19th century academic paintings from the Jocelyn Art Museum in Omaha, and many more gifts which we'll tell, tell you about later on. Congratulations to both of you. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. Wait a minute, Jason. Nice Michael Feldman's What Do You Know is produced Hang at Wisconsin on, Public Make Radio sure for Public Radio stuff. International. Michael Feldman, producer international. Adam Friedrich is our producer with assistance from Chris Mychoff. P-R-I, Public Radio International.